welcome happy new year welcome to 2022 so we thought we'd kick off the new year with a podcast looking at some of the anticipated challenges for employers in in 2022 sounds cheerful and optimistic doesn't it um (laughs) but there is a positive there's always a silver lining isn't there so um this is part one uh, and then the second podcast uh, in this mini series, so part two, we will look at how employers can conquer those challenges. Um, so we're not just going to leave you with challenges that we're, we're not prepared to address and give you ideas on. Happy New Year, Amy. Before we kick off the substantive part, any any New Year's resolutions in the, in the Leach household? <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy New Year to you as well, Andy. Um on the actual, the resolution I've actually put in place this year, I'm trying to do my step target every day on my Fitbit device, especially working from home. I find that last year I, I wasn't moving much <laughs> in the day um, and not getting those steps up. So I've set myself sort of a target to to go out um, and sort of meet my my step target every day, which so far so good. I mean, we're sort of 10, 10 days into the new year as sort of when we're recording this. So hopefully I can keep it up a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's, that's my my resolution. Yeah, <laughs> good effort, good work. So, I guess without further ado, do you want to kick us off with the first anticipated challenge that that we can see coming our way, coming our listeners' way? Yeah, of course. So, I'm gonna firstly talk green. Um, so, this is quite, I think, a popular topic of 2021, and it will continue to be a popular topic um, this year. And this is all about ESG and sustainability in businesses. So, when I say ESG, um, I talk about environmental, social, and governance. Um, and essentially, ESG is a tool for businesses to measure uh, sustainability using environmental, social, and governance type factors. And I think a lot of businesses now uh, are being scrutinized by their ability to kind of drive and shape uh, policy changes that promote a positive environment for their workforce and many employees um, support sustainability and I think employees will continue to look for that um, and look at their employer this year to see what their employer is doing to promote or contribute to it and ESG issues um, again I think shouldn't be treated as an afterthought by companies they're going to be sort of increasingly central to a business's reputation maybe not just for the workforce maybe for customers and clients as well Um, so which in turn this ESG um, will impact potentially on financial performance and be scrutinized by investors Um, but it will definitely I think be focused on by the workforce and I think it's sort of noted to date that there's been quite limited attention paid to how um, a company's ESG performance affects its employees which actually is quite interesting given the relevance of ESG in sort of today's world when we look at it and I know there's been some studies recently that show that ESG performance impacts on workforce um, sentiment, which in turn can be a source of kind of competitive advantage. And I suppose, what does that actually mean? So again, studies have found that top employers by employee satisfaction and attractiveness to talent have significantly higher ESG scores than their peers. Um, And again, a lot of studies make reference to the sort of millennial and Gen Z generations and say that ESG performance will be really important 
into attracting and retaining talent in these generations. Um, and I think there was one um, sort of bit of research study that I saw that said by 2029, um, the millennial and Gen Z generations will actually make up uh, around 72% of the world's workforce, so global workforce, compared to 52% in 2019. So it's quite a big jump up. Um, and the studies seem to suggest that these generations in particular place greater importance on environmental and social concerns. So employers really should be sort of like taking note of this and um, making sure they're aware of the ESG issues that could be affecting their businesses. So I definitely think it's something um, that is going to maybe be a challenge for employers, but also an opportunity for employers. Um, and I know when we sort of do our, our second part to this mini series, we can touch on this a bit further and how employers can can maybe do things to, to increase ESG within their business. Um, what about you, Andy? Do you sort of any challenges you foresee for, for this year or any thoughts on, on the ESG as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess answer the the second question first, mm. um, absolutely ESG is already important. I think yeah. uh, to lots of businesses, you know, you see tenders out there and, and it's now being assessed and that mm. will, you know, kind of feed into what contracts are won and awarded. And um, I can only see that growing, um, you know, yeah. kind of in 2022 and beyond. So yeah, absolutely. That, that is important. And, and actually what kind of what I was going to say is it's going to be a challenge for businesses going into 2022 um, is one that touches upon what what you say in terms of the workforce, and it's it's been commonly labelled as the the Great Resignation, a phrase which kind of originated in the US in 2021 and and has kind of moved global. You know, because where are we? Well, it's been reported that one in four UK workers um, were planning to to change jobs um, as they entered into 2022. You know, kind of what what has this? Why is this being called? Well. I, I think one, the high number of vacancies, um, and then two, the the burnout caused by the pandemic. You know, because it's it's almost inevitable that everybody's a little bit tired um, yeah. from, from the pandemic, and and everybody's kind of attitude to life has has changed. Certainly, short term, probably medium term, and and you know, most likely long term as well. So so people are looking at their lives a little bit different, and and that and obviously a big part of anybody's life is work. So. This this great resignation is is something that that will be a challenge to businesses. Um, you know, kind of, it, you know, mass resignations will come at a considerable cost um, to to the UK's you know both private and and public sector. Um, you know, we, we're seeing in the news, aren't we, that the the compulsory vaccine for NHS workers and and other workers in in the care industry, you know, kind of is potentially going to put a strain on an already stretched resource. So it, it, it's clear it's there for everybody to see. Oxford Economics uh, undertook some research as well and, and have recently concluded that when you bring in a worker, it takes them 28 weeks to reach their optimum productivity. Um, and, and then when you kind of turn that into pounds and pence, uh, the, the attached cost of that is is £25,200 per employee. Um, you know, so that that unfortunately means businesses will have to focus their minds on on this great resignation. I'm not sure I'm a, a big fan of the name great yeah. resignation because it suggests <laughs> that it's a positive. Um, it's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's something that businesses need to be aware of. Um, you know, again, just just looking at some of the research out there that's that's speculating what may or may not happen in the future. Um, but they, they're 
the Employment Hero did did some research and and have concluded that um, the age category of twenty five to thirty four are, are is the category that's that's most open to change, with seventy seven percent actively looking to change their jobs in the, in the next year. You know, so so we're not talking small numbers here. You know, and and again, kind of going back to the millennials and Gen Z. You know, they it is those individuals that that are you know kind of according to research according to surveys are those that are have suffered you know the greatest feelings of burnout and it's these younger people that are, are looking to prioritize their, their work-life balance and you know how to how to combat that you know how to combat that is, is going to be a challenge for businesses and, and we will like amy's already alluded to in in the, the next part of this uh, mini series we, we will address some of the um methods that that we can suggest and and we would very much welcome any comments uh, our listeners have on this as well because young people are not the only uh, group mm. that are quitting their jobs senior level employees ceos um are also looking for changes it, it's it's very much looking like you know the, the pandemic's continuing hopefully we are we are seeing some signs that life as we knew it will will kind of re-emerge and, and they you know they there are green shoots there. Um but but I think notwithstanding that it, it's unlikely that the great resignation um is coming to an end anytime soon. So something for businesses to be aware of. You know, like we say, this isn't a scaremongering episode that's designed to uh, scare any <laughs> listeners. But the reality is you know these are topics that that need thinking about. Um any any other Challenge. Any other good news, Amy, for <laughs> our listeners? Yeah, I mean, just the point actually on the name, The Great Resignation, I have seen something recently. Um, I think it was one of the news um, newspapers publishing it on their, on their app and stuff about it actually being called, the, or it should be called The Great Reshuffle instead, which seems a little bit more appropriate if people are resigning, but then obviously seeking new challenges or going to different different companies to do different things. So yeah, maybe The, the Great Reshuffle is a better, a better phrase for it than The Great Resignation. Maybe. Still that word great. <laughs> It, it suggests I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a couple of I suppose a couple of other key areas. Again, just a kind of flag to to those in HR, those thinking about um, what's going to affect the workforce this year. Um, so to kind of highlight the ones I'm going to just touch on, so hybrid working, um, employee perks, and global mobility. Those three kind of stand out to me. So hybrid working is a key area. It was obviously a key area of 2021. Um, is this is likely to continue into 2022 like the pandemic showed um the employees the workforce the benefits of working flexibly um some employers have probably already got hybrid working arrangements in place um it might not be as easy for other employers to do this but employees are still requesting it so it's just something that employers are likely to already be aware of but just to kind of take note that they're going to have to continue to be aware of this and they may have employees um, continuing to request sort of flexible working arrangements and things like that, especially with the wider kind of government consultations going on about flexible working too. Um, it might be that this sort of proves to, to continue to be a bit of a hot topic um, in 2022. Employee perks, um, again, I think this is something that maybe is downplayed a little bit sometimes, but actually with with the context of of the great resignation and ESG and things like that, actually, I think employees will be scrutinizing kind of benefit packages and employee perks that their employers offer. 
Um, and I think employers are going to need to kind of evaluate their reward and benefit packages for the workforces this year um, and see that they're kind of offering um firstly offering benefits that are a benefit i think before we've sort of you come across job descriptions or job adverts sometimes where they say a benefit is is like your 28 days annual leave and it's like well hang on you're actually legally entitled to that <laughs> um or it might be other things um, like, for example, with the flexible working again, it is an employer open to working flexibly in a role. And I think employees are going to really look at these, um, whether it's your existing employees looking at what they're already getting or employees that are moving on to new companies and scrutinizing um, prospective employers and what they offer. And then with global mobility, so um, I think, again, alongside hybrid working, global mobility is also still on the agenda for this year. Um, there is a uh, recent podcast, actually, that, that we had. So it was Andy, obviously, yourself of Emma Morgan, a partner in our Shoesmith Employment and Immigration team, um, and David Fisher, so a director at Grant Thornton. So I know you guys spoke in detail about, about global mobility and, um, and how this is kind of affecting the world at the moment and things going on. So I definitely recommend our listeners to to have a listen to that for a bit more detail um, and I generally with that global mobility point the, the end of free movement as a result of Brexit it, it's basically finally becoming a bit of a reality um, now for businesses and they're experiencing kind of the consequences of it especially with an increase of movement or proposed movement of employees across borders so I know your podcast with Emma and David goes into quite a lot of detail with that. So, um, oh yeah, I definitely recommend our listeners to to have a look at that. But yeah, that's probably probably my last few ones um, for today. Without sort of, I mean, the list probably could could go on and on and on. But I think these ones are probably the key ones that are kind of hot at the moment, and employers should really sort of be aware of and have on their mind. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, and I think. Hopefully, I guess in 2022, we as individuals are going to be able to to travel a little bit more. Um, you know, yeah. touching all the wood I can see and feel. Um, to, <laughs> to, that there is no new variants and, and everything else. So hopefully, as as and when the travel corridors open, I, I genuinely think that employees will be looking to take advantage of hybrid working, of working from home. Um, you know, and, and looking to to again look at their own lifestyles and, and consider moving to other countries, and, and and it's certainly something that businesses need to be alive to in terms of you know whether it is something that that they could consider or not. Um, you know, because I, I suspect those questions will be asked. So, yeah. Well, thanks for that, Amy. That's been really helpful. Um, and I know that Laura Wright from our um, Birmingham team, she she has produced an article recently with some predictions for 2022. So, you know, kind of look out for that, you know, and to the extent that you can't find it, let us know and we will point you in the right direction. Yeah. And again, Antonio Blackwell, who's our super knowledge lawyer, um, <laughs> has has produced an article that that actually looks at the future of work um, in relation to, to ESG and, and climate change. So again, feel free to have a look at that and and let us have your comments. Um, you know, we, we would love to hear from businesses, um, from you guys as to, to what challenges you face and especially if there's any topics that, that you want us to, to discuss. Um, so, you know, happy to take 
any comments in the usual way, you know, easiest is probably to, to email us at shoespeakhr at shoesmiths.co.uk. Feel free to get in touch with myself and Amy um, directly, whether that's on LinkedIn or, you know, find our email addresses. That's, that's all good and welcome as well. So thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Uh, as we've already said, this episode is to be continued. Um, so if you are feeling a little bit down in the dumps from all our <laughs> suggested challenges for businesses, hopefully uh, part two will cheer you up uh, and we'll look forward to uh, you tuning in for that. Thanks, Andy.